System. This is only a test. Unless you did not have coffee, which case I feel very bad for you, son. <laughs> San Francisco winds are blowing all right. And in my mind, I'm feeling fine. Save me, Lord. I'm coming home And now
down this road called life I lay my weary body down and die I'll be coming Welcome to Burrito Justice Radio, here in the heart of the mission, here with, with a minor. Where's that music coming from? I hear music everywhere. It's was not that you, me, dude. Was that you? <laughs> I, I come and I bring with me here to the secret alley, here on nvff.fm, Wilson. Hello, dude. Wilson from Coffee Shop SF. I did not know the name of your place for... <laughs> Several years, many years. How long have you been open now? Almost four. Four? Yeah, you, it's kind of serious. me out, yeah. <laughs> and I had no idea other than, oh, it's the Green Coffee Place on Mission. Yeah. By Mission and Presida. A nice, low-key, yet intense <laughs> coffee place run by none other than you. I got a lot of help. You have a lot of help, but you're doing a lot of things. So, first of all, thank you. Thank you. It's, for coffee. It's so cool. Thank to, you for coming. It's so cool to be here. It's so cool to be living in the mission. I've, I've been in SF since 99 and yep. living in this neighborhood the past three and a half years. And I was in the sunset before. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Like six years out next to Trouble Coffee out by, uh-huh. out by the beach. And so. Did that inspire you? Was that of course, sort of, a, of course. Uh, like, I can, this is awesome. That and place is badass. And, I, and we I, need more awesome. My, I, I feel like I'm a student of. I, I want I I try to without being too aggressive about it I strive for like optimal experiences man you know it's like you provide that too you deliver in spades and, and what I really love is when it's like a low key um, not trying too hard optimality like yeah. I would go to you know like I remember when I first came to San Francisco and it's SF had this ability and this quality to deliver the cool without being too cool you know and i love i love yeah. i love the i'm trying my best to i was just telling someone this morning like at 5 45 this morning <laughs> it's like my favorite coffee shop when i was a kid in austin texas I, i'm 20 years in austin right and i would always go to quackenbush's coffee on the drag which is next to like, it's where slacker the movie was you okay know, Rick linklater's film was filmed down there and doby mall and it's like right next to the University of Texas. The Quack and Bushes, it was just, it was an optimal environment. You'd go there and just hang out. And it was a lot like what I imagined like Amsterdam must uh-huh. have been like, you know, just where you would go and like, you would go there and you could just like lose two or three hours. And, you know, the pace of life was so much more different than I I live now in, in the Bay Area. And, and you know. <laughs> you're, you're providing that, providing optimality is, is, Easier, but the funny thing was no, providing that, optimality is more complicated than consuming optimality. But there was no Quackenbush there. There was no dude named Quackenbush. You know, what? it was just called Quackenbushes. But there were just all these cool, groovy people serving everybody, taking care of everybody, and you just it just felt like it was like no muss, no fuss, and that's what I loved. And so when the opportunity arose, I was just doing like a freelance job for the stoners that had the cannabis club and i saw how they in, were, in that same building yeah and i saw how they were 
approaching the concept, the idea of opening a coffee shop, and I was aghast. I was just like, no, you guys, this is no, you know, just look, lease me the space. That, that would have been interesting had they opened that up. I they did for like six months, and oh, was it? So they did. There was a chick it. playing guitar in there, chain, okay, chain see, smoking. That's where I was getting confused. I remember it opening up, <laughs> and that's why, like, you know, I was like, oh, it's just some, is this some like lost leader for the pot place right <laughs> and then i didn't realize you took it over after they did it okay so that's making more sense now yeah and, um, and you rescued from, from i um, i saw her coffee. bless i mean she was a sweet girl and they were they were nice people but they just they just had no idea what they were doing and i was just like guys lease this to me you know let's and i had, had to convince my wife to not think i was totally crazy <laughs> Hey, I want to go open this. Were you still living out the sunset? Then? Well, it's like, I, I, oh, so you moved after you opened it up? My, I guess my deep logic was like, you know, all of a sudden I had like children and I had to do something mm-hmm. every day to make like, I need a, like $1.6 million every day. And so I did the math. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, no, it just, it just felt right. You know, yeah. sometimes in life it's just like, it was, I was so tired of, corporate america i was so tired of ad tech i'm, I'm so t- uh, you know that's kind of what i was started with was about i i, I it, it breaks my heart that everybody's working so hard and no one is really chilling out you right. know we have a whole generation of kids that man i mean they are chilling out but they're to to live in this city to be a young yeah. artistic person coming here when you're like you know maybe 18 or 19 years old I can't imagine. It's like there. It's like you don't have time to have good ideas because you're so busy doing all this crazy money, shit you got to do. To can we? Is it okay? I mean, yeah. Do In all context. This, you know. Do all this crazy. You have to yeah. do work so hard to um, just keep your head above the water and. And so I guess in the middle of my life, I was like, you know, just like this, just no, (laughs) you know, I want to do something that, that engenders and that, and that, you know, without getting too hippy dippy, but it's like, I, I wanted to, to bring the spirit that I remembered that I came here for in 99, like, man, where would I go? What's where's the cool you know, it's got to feel right. And, and that's, but it's not about me. It's not about like, you know. Right. Yeah. It's not like you're the celebrity or anything like that. I mean, you're doing a great job, but it's also you're, prevent, you're creating an atmosphere of. Well, then studying comfort. Trouble Coffee and seeing what Gilletta did and seeing, you know, and, and, and I've always loved early morning. I've always loved getting up and I, there's something, you know, one of the first guys that was, he was like my coding teacher. And I, I, I thought I was going to learn how to write, you know, st- computer script and i very quickly learned that's not the way my brain worked you know <laughs> but you know that guy made me my first cup of coffee you know it was like he just really? i came to sf and was crashing on his couch and one morning he's like yeah man you want some coffee and i'm like yeah whatever you know he like lived down on 14th in valencia and so he goes to the stove and he just puts a pan of water on the stove and turns the water on and goes back and fills up his bong and then goes back to the kitchen and the water's bubbling boiling and he puts the pan aside and the, i would just look at the water just sitting the steam rising and it was like a brisk san francisco morning and then he got some grounds and he had this just filter and he just opened the filter up and just didn't even measure just kind of just, just pour the grounds into it and he was kind of half asleep and just kind of did it and 
then about two minutes later, you know, he just pours the water over it, and then just like drip, drip, drip. And, and he's like, you want some cream or something? <laughs> like, yeah. He goes in the fridge, and it's like, you know, $9 Strauss cream pours it into the coffee and gives it to me. And it was like, like just layers of skin just peeled off my eyes uh-huh. and it was just like wow I see and it was light. like the best thing I'd ever tasted and I was like what the f-? you know <laughs> it was like I never had even you know, experienced never anything been before exposed, didn't know that kind of style existed and it's like quality so that, you know I've always been into quality and like what is good and what's horrible you know it's like what's the difference and with coffee man it's like you know, I used to liken it to, you know, I would spend, I'm a graphic designer. I would like spend months and weeks working on something and then I would present it to somebody. And, you know, every three or four weeks I'd get that like, oh man, this is great. Thank you. You know, but it would take me like months or weeks to, to construct, to build, to get to that person giving me the, oh man, this is great. And there's something awesome about like trying to like blow someone's mind every like 15 or 45 seconds uh-huh. <laughs> it's amazing and then it's it, it's so difficult it's like there it's like there's 42 ways to go wrong you know making one cappuccino <laughs> you know w- one cup of coffee you could totally destroy it so quick or not you know and so when i turned 45 I started just kind of, you know, all the, the, when my kids came and it was like, I started realizing that there's really, the truth is that you really can just get more um, methodical and more rigorous about the stuff that you're doing. And lo and behold, you know, it really works. You know, it's like if you use, you know, really good water and you get chloramine and get all those chemicals and pesticides and all the little trace junk like the new car smell that is in mm. every everything in our society has like the new car smell Plastic. on it like we yeah. associate quality like mm, that car smells good and it's like that car is like that's gonna kill you bomb. that's gonna just slowly destroy your mind if you sit in that smell all your life but we love it and it's like it's like it smells like starbucks you know it's like mm. everything has that smell that's a band name i think smells like starbucks it smells like starbucks dude and so i just i really in truly like just kind of uh, like caveman just starting at ground zero you know i just only would bring things into the coffee shop i had like 247 square feet and i would only bring into that space into that room 247 square feet. something like that that's i've been adding like refrigerators and stuff <laughs> 246 but i just started adding i just started i just everything i put in there I just made sure that it didn't taste bad it didn't it was it was it was organic or it was no chemicals and no junk and then lo and behold you know if you just combine really pure perfect water with lovely amazing beautifully roasted clean beans and put it into a cup that doesn't already smell bad you know you're already twice what you know is expected of you (laughs) yeah and if you go just a little further a little further man you can just get a repeatable um level of just goodness you know and and we it's like i feel like i'm just like I, it's like idiocracy man I, I wake up sometimes and i look at our world it's like we're just we're just so 
boneheaded. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so boneheaded in so many ways, and and that's been our. You know, and then you know, I guess through that. I started really noticing like neglected areas and that's was my the, you know the making iced cubes out of co- coffee that had been like sitting for 2 days and chill and you know 30 degrees and just like chilling it well not 30 but setting it at like yeah. 65 degrees and then let it chill do that for two days and then bring it down to mm. freezing and then serving it. And you don't want to surprise the coffee. You know, a, a cool guy, Mark Langan from um, Calex Radio said to me one time, he's like, Wilson, he talks real slow because he's got that kind of cool radio voice. He goes, slow change harms neither. Mm. And I was like, what did you just say, dude? And he's like, slow change harms neither. And that's true, man. It's like melting things like melting butter too fast bad you know bringing hot water up to temperature too fast bad you know making milk too fast bad you know mm. melting chocolate it turns out like i was reading a book the physiology of taste man from like 200 years ago and this guy's talking about how good how better chocolate tasted if you cook the chocolate and then let it sit for 24 hours and then serve this hot chocolate to your guests and it was like whoa dude and i was like accidentally doing this on year three <laughs> i would just put good calibo chocolate chips on top of the espresso machine and let them melt wow and then i noticed that not only did and the get secondary use of heat you're being very efficient the too. room the room smells like chocolate like everything suddenly like tastes better when you've got like you know chocolate up in your olfactory matrix and it's like oh man the coffee tastes like chocolate well hell yeah it does because <laughs> the room tastes like chocolate your sensory receptors are chocolate loaded but i just I, I feel like i'm you know like like our whole like iced coffee process it turns out you know there's some some 90 year old guy came in from jakarta from indonesia and he's like i saw this being done 100 years ago came into the store yeah he's like we used to put coffee in big glass Jars, these mm-hmm. giant, giant glass jars, and when when the grinds would all fall to the bottom, then we would filter it and drink it. And I was like, "That's amazing," you know, because we were just stumbling, yeah. just I mean, it just seemed obvious. Like, oh yeah, let's try that. So time and time again, I just kept noticing that any time I started, I used to always be a, a, a not afraid, but just I wouldn't. I hated like rote education. I hated like the ritualistic doing things over and over again until the halfway through my life and then I started really appreciating it because then it just really teaches you it's you, like you fail 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 mm-hmm. fail, and then one day Ka-chong! it's you like whoa it. that's good you know don't so, forget that one so when you when you <laughs> decided to go and rescue the the uh, our cannabis friends from from a um, dissatisfying coffee experience so you got in there and you started things up and so did you have how, a, how much of the experimenting had you done before that, and well, how much did you do yeah, as yeah. things got started? I mean, I, it's like uh, it's like that TLC song, man. I was chasing waterfalls all my life until I started like just sticking to the rivers, <laughs> <laughs> like a river and nickels now, rather than like chasing a you know I got to get that fifteen thousand dollar web project. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to change my focus here. I'm going to like chase. A thousand and forty-seven nickels. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's what it is. It's what it's like. And 
really it was just the sheer terror of man i got i gotta i gotta raise kids in san francisco in 2015 and 2014 it's like no joke and so the fear of just i I couldn't fail you know and but i'm also i'm on a it's like i'm really i'm I'm really am a i'm the coffee shop's first customer in a way you know Mm -hmm. i'm so tired of being fleeced i'm so tired of being like deliver i mean everything we get is so diluted in this world you know it's like people just don't know they don't know how bad it really is compared to how good it could be right with a little bit more effort yeah Yeah. and so you know a part of what i was doing in the beginning was just like you know no man this you guys got it all wrong this is how you know back to the original thing we're talking about quackenbushes is like it's not about and I really tried. This is the, one of the most pretentious jobs on earth to do—to be a barista and to serve people, you know, their beverage in the morning. But I really did try to try to flip the script a little bit and just, man, it's like be just the friendliest, most approachable guy. And I really do deeply care about the, my like position and place in this neighborhood. You know, it's like I. And to raise a kid, it's like a whole level of a whole different way of looking at being a, you know, a, a city communal, a, a, you know, being a, a guy living in this amazing, beautiful city and to raise my kids here. And I just deep, deep down, man, I want to create a place that there's like no there there that, you know, it's not yeah. it's not about our egos and how cool we are and how good we are. But, man, it's like this is what things can taste like. And this is what. You know, if if we just, you know, p- put our hearts, it sounds so cliche, but it really is true that that it really is about um, like the intention behind the, the, the thing you're serving. And what I really humbly learned, I used to kind of make jokes about this and make light about it, but it's just so true, man. It's like one, if you have a bad attitude and you give someone a fluid you know, it's even worse than like it's slower acting on a meal. <laughs> the fluid is like kachanga right yep. in. And but if you have a if you try to approach, you know, every I I'm, I feel sometimes I just uh, it, it it blows my mind how um, embraced I, I feel by living in this neighborhood and like walking down the street and just like knowing everybody, seeing people. <laughs> it's yeah. cra- it's crazy cool. But so so you opened up the doors your first day is that just a complete blur or or was it kind of something okay like did you sort of build up and do yeah yeah i mean i didn't really i apologize i didn't really answer so is what i i oh, no, i, didn't really, I really did have like 10 or 15 years of oh. experience you know in, in between chasing waterfalls of being a graphic designer and doing big projects i would in in quiet periods and slow times when i couldn't find work i'd go work in a cafe you know oh, really? i okay. just there's something about um coffee and something about um like making someone's day i just it's like deep in my genes man it's like my my mom started a restaurant like a vegetarian restaurant when she was like 50 in her small town of arkansas and didn't she didn't even she did it at the same time i was opening coffee shop actually so my mom was doing the same darn thing and we didn't even tell each other what we were doing (laughs) and at the same time my mom's like trying to turn clarksville arkansas on to like you know veggie falafel right and it didn't work man wow. <laughs> you know it's like oh, it's man. like it's it's it, it's crazy to sometimes realize like oh my god you know it's like 
I tried 30 different things that didn't work on, you know, Presida and Mission, and only about, you know, 47 things worked, but 20 didn't, you know? Right. And in terms of things at the store, yeah, yeah. like offering things to like what, what, what were some drink. things? What were some things that you thought would definitely work? Oh man, I had like rock star cordon bleu trained chefs making me, you know, French pastry and uh-huh. French savory deliciousness. Didn't fly, really. <laughs> yeah, just didn't fly. Yeah. And yet niches and and yeah. and like latkes. A year ago, you know, um, King Kanish walks in the door. He's like, "Yo, man, you want some latka?" And I'm like, "Well, my wife is Ukrainian. And uh-huh. She does like the draniki." And so the strangest things um, just kept happening. With I would just, it was just so. It's so cool and so fun to actually try to figure out what people want. Uh, but yeah, latkes are working. Latkes people, work. People, people love. They're they're gone pretty damn fast. I it's, didn't want it. You know, it's I, a good I, problem to have. I'm not complaining. But it's like, oh man, you, you gotta, gotta get be, there. You gotta, you gotta be fast. You gotta, Early bird gets a You gotta find your stick. And I, I didn't want to do bagels. You know, I. I you know, it's it's. I want to kind of be a little bit off the beaten path a little bit. Something unique, but good. <laughs> Not unique just for being weird sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how how long did it? So had did you feel comfortable? Um, so you've been in the previously obviously done all the actual delivering of the coffee and making the lattes and yeah, espressos yeah. but it sounds like the big thing for you was really the back end and getting the things in place so you could have the well it was it was infrastructure kinda, and ingredients to get the coffee into people's hands I mean, i'll not lie to you it really was like my man cave you know <laughs> my, my wife is my wife is pregnant and and you know it, it's a beautiful time of life but it's also i mean a man needs to go meditate yeah yeah and uh, well, you get to play music all day long too. You know, I love to listen to music. I love to play music. I love to study music. I love to talk to people. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll make a coffee shop. <laughs> Brilliant. So, so speaking but of no, the, but, but deep, deep. Yeah. This was deep stuff, and, the, and deep in my psyche and deep in my consciousness, I had been dreaming about, and I must have, I felt it when I first walked into this space because I had met the architect that that did the building and. You know, they they made this space that's like forty feet tall and it's, an, like it's a fascinating 16, space. Sixteen feet wide, yeah. And maybe what eight feet deep? If it's that? super tiny, and but there was something, you know, and it's a it's a really funny. Like I'm no coffee genius, you know. It's like the coffee found me. Like I walked in there, and the <laughs> Ubuntu beans, um, rich. Um, Sungsonson and his team over in Emeryville. Um, mm-hmm. We've been working together nonstop. The guy's like, it's like, he's like Walt in Breaking Bad, man. He's just on his game every day, making, he's never been late. He's never messed up an order. He's got a, he's like, he only works with co ops all over the world. Uh-huh. You know, half of them are nonprofit, it's all organic beans. And he turns out that the, the, the stoners, hired him because he was a reputed and and talented well-reputed uh carpenter and so really? he built all of our shelves so, so and then he, there was this awesome malconic grinder he, he brought it by his own personal grinder you know 1600 dollar awesome grinder just ready to go and i'm like so what's going on here so you got this good coffee you have this excellent design for this little 
you know, space and no, nothing's getting done here correctly. Like, what's the problem, guys? You know, what's the missing ingredient? The, yeah, and, and my wife's like, the missing ingredient. I, I, I look back on it, my wife's like shaking her head, like, don't do it, don't do it. And I'm like, honey, someone's, I mean, it was really the perfect storm of someone's you know, got to do it. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I, I can do I this. smelled this, like, that smells really good. You know, it's like, so, you know, I, but I had never done it from scratch, you right. know, and I'm, I love starting, I love projects. I mm-hmm. love, you know, it's not there. And then you got to do something for nine or 10 weeks and then boom, it's there. I love that. I, you know, I live for that kind of stuff. And so for, you know, the pregnancy of my first daughter, Nika, um, I would just go hang out at this little tiny space for six, eight hours a day and hammer nails on the wall and surf people and just started and you know within within like four months my first baker Mm -hmm. gave me like uh, gave me my first great idea you know like so many things you know i people think that it's like i'm like some kind of mad genius behind the curtain but it's not true at all it's like the emily gazzardi of batch baking um mm-hmm. she was my first baker and she just walked in one day and found me also <laughs> and she, but yeah i was like taking two days to you know slowly steep our iced coffee and she saw me doing this and i was like pouring it through like one little stupid filter and making like you know eight ounces of it after two days of work <laughs> <laughs> and emily just said to me she's like yeah you gotta like freeze that stuff uh-huh. and i was like yeah right and and but then you know thankfully and i look back on these things in life like what you know i did get on my bike and locked the door and ran down to the hardware store and got like eight ice cube trays uh-huh. came back to coal or to the coal well, of course yeah, yeah good yeah. Just, and, just checking making sure and then <laughs> that night you know I called my wife like yeah, i'll be a little, little bit late i got a project oh no and she's like oh man my wife's like no and then but yeah, so that night I made ice cubes, and and I'm proud to say here we are four years later, and now we, we do 768 ice cubes a day. What? And we haven't stopped. I never failed since that day making a coffee ice cube. And then like within like three or four days, we we drove a little trip to Calistoga, and and on the way there, I took one of the ice coffees, and lo and behold, man, I drove for three hours and two and a half hours whatever and i got there and like a little tiny ice cube at the bottom of the cup mm-hmm. and it tasted really good mm-hmm. and i was just like why you know this is one of those one of those like moments in life like why doesn't everybody do this you know it's like how many times have you gotten like an iced coffee it's you know ice cubes and you drink half of it right and, and it's, it's all gone ice. in like yeah. nine minutes and it was just like this is one of those things in life like no you know the earth is so broken you know everything is so messed up and this is one little place that we can make a distinct improvement and that's how it began and then so like one or the other like those kind of ideas kind of built on each other you know and once you know it's it really is true like in life once you get good at one thing it blurs into other facets of your life you know transcends yeah man i'm I'm a i'm a meditator i i've been hanging out with with dharma and buddhism for 15 years and it's true man once you bring some meditation meditative focus to just one little area just bring it to one area in your life something happens man it goes and so then in short order like other i started noticing other neglected steps in that chain and so those 42 ways that you can mess up somebody's morning you know Mm -hmm. because it's not just about coffee man this you're like 
you're risking like messing up someone's day <laughs> if you're not careful, right? And a relationship too. You know? It could all go to sh- it just all could go to hell. Just right. And so that's that's what it, that's what to me that like I, it's like it's like a shark tasting like the blood in the water. Uh-huh. You know, it's like you can um, do something effortlessly that makes things more groovy man it makes the world a better place it makes it so that someone walks out with a little step little hop in their step just because of a little drug called caffeine there you go <laughs> made and delivered well in an in a uniquely shaped facility you know so so speaking of in an insulated yeah. chalice it, <laughs> now you've always every time the first, one of the first things i noticed <laughs> And a reason, I, one of the reasons I came back, other than the excellent coffee and your personality, was the music. You're playing music all, all the time. As I alluded to, I'm an I'm an Austin Texan. I, I was there since I was eight years old, and so I've made a few bands. I've been singing and writing bass lines and shitty '80s synth pop lines. And but who hasn't done shitty '80s synth pop lines? I, mean, yeah, I think we've all been there. You got to go through that phase. You, you have to get you have to get through that to get I, to transcend I, to musical. Brilliance, right? Yeah. And, you know, after figuring out that I totally sucked, I got into coffee and was like, you know uh-huh. what? I'm not going to subject anybody to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You did gain an ear for some good things. Thought, and Austin, obviously. I love, you know, music, I, you know, it, it's, it's so deep what music is and, and the environment that, that, you know, you think coffee's mystical. <laughs> You know, um, I'm a child of the '80s. You know, mm-hmm. my brain was formed. Um, <laughs> my musical brain, you know, it's 29% like in excess and Duran Duran, <laughs> unfortunately. But you gotta um, have some pers- it gives you some perspective. You know, one night I, I had this little business in Austin called the Bureau, and we were a 24-hour laser image setting company on Sixth Street. Uh-huh. And one night, I had um, freaking Gibby Haynes from the Butthole Surfers in one room. Uh-huh. I had King Coffee in another room, the drummer for the Butthole Surfers. Oh. <laughs> and um, Frank Kozik on my Mac. He was like, yo, Wilson, can you show me how to make this stupid illustrator program thing? Make this line that curves. What is it called? Bezier. A Bezier curve, yeah. dude. It's like, yeah, Frank, let me go get this <laughs> manual for you, dude. You might need this manual. Here you go, dude. So at one point, you know, I really, I really did. I had these three seminal individuals in my room. And um, there's a little note. There's an album called um, Drain on YouTube. And you just, uh, we'll, we'll maybe play a remnant of it today. But there's like an hour-long piece of music that to this day, man, I never get sick of listening to it. Yeah. They, they would, when they were setting up a, a, a surfer's show, a butthole surfer show, they would play, King would just hit this track, say go, and they would build this, they would build the set of their show. With, oh, with that in the background? With this music, yeah. And to this day, man, and so I would always put that, you know, because I am, you know, I don't consider myself some kind of super in the hip happening. You know, I try to keep up with stuff, but, you know, I, I there was a formative time when your brain was just first, you know, coming aware. And but I always go back to this because it, it was like way, it was like 15 years before like Boards of Canada, 15, 20 years before, mm-hmm. you know, 
orbital and underworld and yet he was doing it you know and he was like a real drummer in the studio moving and grooving his body but then he was also using samples and using loops and so he was like to me it was like he was like the robot man you know he like he was the future of uh you know i've always loved uh, the cold digitality next to the humanness of like the, you know a, a human voice a, a human strumming a guitar i really quickly rebelled against like blues and you know i was kind of raised as a, a jazz drummer actually you know i began as like a, a jazz musician what and then I went off to punk rock and well, also not kinda, writing music and just... Well, but also look how many people are, like, classically trained. And they're just like, screw this, I'm going to rock. You know? yeah. But it's a good, it's a good, but a great I, foundation. I, I had to get away from the rote teaching. And so my life has always been about, like, being totally not rote and then being totally rote. You know, it's so surreal how our our systems work, you know? Right. I've had the most success, actually, in not in, like, in avoiding structure and then embracing structure you know it's you learn something from it i mean i think you know not to be overly structured but it gives you some sort of framework and gives you some perspective i just got a balance dude yeah it's balance man (laughs) it's kind of like um eisenhower uh, had this great quote that i love and he's like plans are useless but planning is essential yeah and that you're thinking about it and then you have some sort of framework to say okay and then your plan you know falls apart it's like okay i can go rebuild this and make it better rather than ah hands up here on fire kind of thing so i think there's something to that you made me think about the rockets red glare the other day that (laughs) thank you you know it 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 horrifies me sometimes the way we subtly and insidiously like you know make explosions cooler for kids it's not it, it is it's you know and that's now that i'm a father in san francisco and i own a coffee shop you know i can make a dent in the universe with my kid hell of a dent yeah. <laughs> it's a good dent to be made i'm like yeah rockets are cool but i don't it's know context man yeah. seems like to me like the best use of a the best use of a drone mm-hmm. has been to fly the drone through the fireworks oh. and photograph the fireworks. That's the best human use of a drone. No- so far. Nothing else, man. Yeah. We, sh- we should do nothing else. Nothing else. Besides look, fly through the rocket's red glare there with the drone. I fully approve. <laughs> All right. What do we got up here first? I'm not going to say. Let's just go into it. All right. We've got good, a, we, this is a, this be a, a musical surprise. This is brand new. This just came out like last week. All right. Here we go.
under your skin And the wall comes tumbling down And you finally let me in I break into your
So I feel like we're at a live jam session here. Man, what as, conversation in the background, you know? As we were talking about what this music is that you just heard. Oh, King coming back up. Yeah, man. So King King was the drummer for the Butthole Surfers, and so they would play this music as a setup music. So you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, they're setting up the stage. A forty-eight minute and thirty-eight second track. Yeah, yeah, dude. And this is old. This he made this in like ninety. 94 or something around there and so it's it's so ahead of its time and and so in the early days of the coffee shop i would put this on as my go-to music to build the shop in the morning because is this your getting shit done music getting the shit done music man but it's also it's deeper than that because this is one of the first and best uses of it's like a kid who's a drummer approaching the recording studio like it was a big drum set you know like like oh you know if on the on surface listen this sounds very simple but beneath it you realize that you know are there layers there's so many layers dude there's so many subtle things he'll he'll do like 15 versions of a pattern on the 16th there'll be a little bit of a change and you won't notice it until like years later and i love stuff like that um but you know one time uh, one of the coolest things i've had the, the chance to do in my life was make like a, a 20 hour radio show and so like i a 20 hour radio show i was going for 24 I, i'm four short but tell me more i uh we were, it was called the goodness new music radio hour and is, what is this here in texas you know my my stepdad was a co-owner of a radio station and he called me one day and he was like hey make make a show for us and i'm like well that's a cool idea and so what i did is i called all my musician friends and i was like hey you know come over bring like five of the songs that like changed your mind like whoa you're the most like formative pieces of music that that, that helped you may become a, a a maker yourself and then bring one of your own songs and so we sat down my friend sean wilson and i he was my first what's another funny thing is he's my he's out of all my friends he's like the best barista i know so my buddy sean we were we met at a youth hostel back in 99 when i first got to san francisco Uh and so he was the first one i called i was like hey man get over here and we had like ableton live and nice 32 track Maxi or Mackie mixing board mm-hmm. attached to my iMac, and we made these these little shows, and it was so amazing what I learned from that because it was like I look I pulled it out. I, that's why I brought on this hard drive. Hope we can resurrect it because I had not heard it in like four or five years. But you know, I I brought all these musicians that I knew ten years ago, mm-hmm. and everybody brought their favorite music and then one of their own compositions and so we listened to the music that made them make music and then we heard one of their things the result of that yeah Yeah. and that's super cool stuff it's uh especially when you revisit it years later you're like oh man yeah 
<laughs> we'll see if we can resurrect the hard drive. I'll figure that one out. But before that, before this this extended, lovely, getting shit done music, that was a little uh, Iggy Pop. That's the taste of what just came out last week, man. man um, I just think you can hear the Bowie in there, too. Queens of the Stone Age um, helping out Iggy on his new work. And uh-huh. I can't stop. I can't stop thinking about that song. Um, the first one was Gardenia. Uh-huh. And then the second one is Break Into Your Heart. And yeah, with losing losing Bowie last month. And yeah. you know, Bowie and Iggy had such an amazing friendship. And uh, as that we were talking about, I, I love, man, there's just a, there's an honesty and a... Uh, a saltiness and just a, a simplicity to Mr. Iggy Pop yeah. that I, I just love and you know some some music screws up coffee really other music the making the making of the coffee it doesn't doesn't hurt the actual bean itself it's the funniest thing man like you do not want to play classical music around <laughs> the coffee shop I, you know it's like death metal uh-huh black sabbath you know you know cat power works next to espresso um, <laughs> I, I never thought of the pairing of the music to the coffee dude itself. you know um reggae works mm-hmm. great with coffee um but there are certain genres and certain kinds of music that there's just something about you know, putting on like Leonard Skinner that works well with coffee. <laughs> How about Duran Duran and coffee? How does that work? It doesn't, doesn't work. Really? Really? Wow. Uh, Gary Newman, I, 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 I would wear out the Pandora station of Gary Newman. For some reason, yeah, Gary Newman, everything goes better. Coffee goes better with, with Gary Newman. <laughs> so we're just talking also about something that has layers layers of complexity and that is iTunes. I did not bring this up. You brought this God, up. So because as listeners will know, will quite well realize I have no shortage of complaints about it. But um, You're talking to a guy that I, I bought uh, I had SC thirty back yeah, in the day. SC thirty. I had those things are awesome. I had I had Apple II, man. I had a I had I used to go ride the school bus home and I I'm not kidding. I'm not joking I, about oh, this. I, I would take you very seriously here. I, I, I know where you're going. Would imagine as the school bus came to a stop over and over again that I would look down at the there's a certain bush right next to the my house where the, the school bus would come to a stop and I would dream a daydream that I would look over there one day and there would be an Apple II computer sitting <laughs> under the bush waiting for me when I got home from school. And lo and behold, like like a year later, my stepfather, who worked for um, Dell Computer at the time, um, brought home an Apple. Wow. And so I was the, you know, I was the one in the house that my parents were, my father worked for IBM. Um, my stepdad worked for Dell Computer. Wow. And I was like, you guys are idiots, man. There's, there's this thing called the Apple and it's got like this, you know, a GUI. It's got a, a graphical user interface. 
that you know lets you get things done rather than fussing around building your oscilloscope sir you know you had all these cool things that were like you know you could like point to it and then click on it and it will be done <laughs> and man it's, it's, it's doing with things your computer with doing things with your computer rather than doing things for your computer and god man it was a good ride but i was the one that converted my whole family to apples and ever since man the past five or six years it's just itunes i'm, just, I'm yeah, ashamed brutal. i'm embarrassed and I, I apologize for bringing in gardenia so roughly but you know like is it playing the is it not the interface on my you know well updated and up to the millisecond iphone it's horrible you know you can't even cue a track successfully with a new apple device i mean what happened you know it really it's like we peaked at iTunes 7, I think. We peaked. iTunes 6, iTunes 7. Yeah, and it's just, it's been, it's been, you know, death by small lacerations ever since then. It's it just, ugh. An evaporation of usability. Ugh. It just, it just kills me. So in the, uh, in the coffee shop, are you just playing, are you sort of set it and forget it and whatever comes up, or? No, man, I've got a, I've completely, we completely maxed out Pandora, so uh, there's a hundred stations and we're always 86ing one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I listen to a lot of, um, there's a new group that's amazing called Needless, K-N-E-E-D, yeah. okay. like Daedalus, but with a knee uh-huh. in front, K-N-E-E. And they're kind of like, they're kind of like Bowie's, the, the folks that he found to back him up on Black Star. It's, it's um. supreme jazz musicians right and now that i'm 47 i have new appreciation for jazz musicians needless is is a lot like the dudes that are backing up mr bowie on um lazarus right the new song and um so i'm a huge bowie fan of course um for those who know me i mean i i appear to be kind of like happy-go-lucky kind of cheerful and always laughing and smiling but if I take a really cl- uh, ob- objective look at, at my musical taste it's like I'm pretty bleak and black and gothic like Joy right. Joy Division I play the crap out of Joy Division mm-hmm. to the chagrin of my wife and <laughs> um, she's like you need to go to work you know Jillian at the coffee shop Jillian Rubin is, is my right hand mm-hmm um, she's incredible, and you know, she, it's kind of funny because I'm around the shop, and it's it's white guys playing bleak, dark music, and she's kind of comes in, and then it's you know, Afro-Cuban and cool, um, danceable music rather than all like you know, up in your head space music that I like. <laughs> <laughs> She's a nice counterbalance. It's good, and then you get some ideas that aren't yours that get rolled into the mix. You gotta have, but dark, serious music. You, it, it makes espresso taste better. Got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. This is a, I love the way King Coffee. It's brilliant. What we're listening to in the background is, you know, he repurposed NASA 
that's a footage or audio yeah audio tracks from the lunar exactly landing. we got a bunch of guys about to turn blue who knew that would rhyme so well we got a bunch of guys about to turn blue good <laughs> this is great i i'm i'm gonna get shit done to this <laughs> this is uh off speed and in there by king coffee of drain again like a one album he probably made two or three albums it was uh trance syndicate was the actual name of his record label back in the day and um yeah man they were very influential they were very ahead of their time what year 90, 94, 95, 96, something around there. I think this was made a little earlier. Very nice. My friend Dino Reyes, the gentleman that helped me purchase my first espresso machine in New York, one time gave me all of his Morrissey albums and turned me on to Morrissey. So I was in the middle of writing another album of music and... And I just started seeing my an, like a British accent started coming out of me. And <laughs> I just stopped writing music at that point. <laughs> that was a sign. That was a sign that things <laughs> things needed things needed to change <laughs> for the best. <laughs> so when we see you bringing the guitar into work, we know something's up. No, no, I'm a totally different man. I have <laughs> I have different objectives about what my um galactic duty is on earth do you look back at your 10 year old ago self and kind of go who were you you know it's do you recognize that person it's super deep man um as i've been alluding to i'm a new father i've got a three-year-old and a three-year-old girl and a nine-month-old daughter so two girls and it's it's amazing it's super super it's beyond words. You can't even talk about it, how complex it is to, <laughs> to like, well, like, like the, the thought that hit me this morning and I, I was meditating this morning before work and I kind of lock myself in the bathroom sometimes and do inverted yoga poses like an idiot to stay sane. But it was this, man. It's like sometimes like the best thing a dad could do is abandon the youth you know the, the father should sometime in a developmental cycle of a child split you know it's like what what do you think causes you know things to explode and bloom you know it, it's like you know it's not all cut and dry you know some of this, I've got some people in my life that you know by loss by abandonment um, the most amazing uh, gifts are given and so it's just it's just not cut and dry you know um, that does not mean that I'm justifying you know abandoning my daughter because that's not gonna happen but it's deeper than I ever realized yeah. you know and and everything affects everything you know everything you know the content of you know, it, it, it's my job now to simply keep a, a kid alive until 
she can keep herself alive. You yeah, know? yeah. And, 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 to, and, to, and what you expose them to, what you show them, what you, you, know, what you reveal to them. Two nights ago, my own daughter guided me 10 blocks around the neighborhood on her scooter. <laughs> And like she's like, let's go left. And then I noticed that she had really taken us on like a ten block giant circle. She'd done like four. She'd done four lefts, and she didn't really, I don't think, know what she was doing. But that's amazing. Is she know? three in the nose or three and a half? Like how she's, three? She'll be three tomorrow. Oh wow! Hey. Yeah, that's yeah. Her birthday's tomorrow. But like little things like that. It was like the first time in my life that. I was being guided by my own spawn. It's crazy, huh? It's crazy. And it's Where they have that initiative, they want to go do this stuff? Like, yeah. And you're like, okay, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. And not, not helicopter too much, which is it's hard. It's hard because you want them to be safe, you know? Yeah. On the other hand, you got to let them. I want them to be self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. Too. Damn. You know? Hey, so uh, <laughs> Jeff from Pizza Hacker says hi. Awesome. I love Jeff. Man, I love Pizza Hacker, he's, too. He's been a good guest I, I've on been, the show. I've been uh, post-mating uh, a pizza with an egg on top to my yep. house <clears throat> once a week, I think. <laughs> yeah. Put an egg on it. Put an egg on it, dude. Um, yeah, he's great. We're, we're lucky with the... Uh, the the Lengua Bernal well, prosperity and, uh, sphere of food and fluid excellence. I'm, I really, you know, we were talking about that in the very beginning, and I didn't realize that La Lengua was kind of, um, you were you were so um, a part of that, and, and that, uh, this, uh, it's like, there is something. There's something there. Call it what you will. There's something there. I'm reading this book called The Physiology of Taste. And it's it's blowing my mind that we have come so far, and yet we actually know so little. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, our nose, your nose, can smell like a trillion different things. We mm-hmm. don't even have enough words to properly describe smell. Describe, you know, about a year into being coffee guy and contending with people coming in and asking me to describe their experience i wanted to punch them in the face (laughs) you know and here i am trying to figure out how do i go about this you know what's the what's the cool nice friendly um but I had to rethink this whole process. I've worked for Starbucks. I've worked for you worked for wow three years, man. No way. I was I worked for Starbucks when they took away their fifty cent cup discount if you oh, brought your own cup in, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? You know, you guys have a trillion dollars, and you have more dollars than I have smells. It's kind of and and you are rescinding kind of petty the fifty cent cup discount." Um, what I'm getting at is that I realize, you know, I've been designing things for 15 years and not just, and at first I was designing things, but then I was dis- designing experiences like websites and apps and things that you click through to get a result. And I just realized that, oh my God, you know, just, just like raising a child, just like anything else, like we, th- we think that we're done. But the truth Never is, done. we got it all messed up. It's like everything is so wrong. And so people would come in and be like, expecting me to n- not only give them something that tasted good, but to 
energy into describing for them before they drank it what it is and I, I hated it and I was like no 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 this has got to be this has got to be this is not right and so we just started joking about it and it was like my res- the, what I came what I came to is a solution was I would just start moving really fast and I would be like let's taste it first and then we'll talk about it because then you solve the problem you know it's like you don't have to because i would read these little placards at Mm. other places and hear about how it had notes of cardamom and you know blah 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 i just like that's that's the whole opposite idea of what um, your experience should be like nobody when they just rolled out of bed they're going into work they they had to find a place to park you know it's like the last thing you want to deal with is someone reading you a script yeah you know and it's like no so la lengua and and being at a coffee shop and standing there on the street at six o'clock in the morning with bleary-eyed people I I had a lot of epiphanies about this and so we just started like I started spreading the word amongst the people that worked for us and just like just sidestep that question and just go right into oh okay taste this and just throw it right back at the person with a smile and just be like here let's taste this and it worked because it's we still get it you know like 30 40 times a day someone's like coming in expecting the the song and dance but it's kind of what i talked about in the beginning with with trouble coffee that's what i respect about certain shops here in town and certain you know there's so many ways to just destroy the experience that you get and i'm really deeply um trying to find ways to you know just make the the visit make Mm -hmm. the the happenstance moment of you being walking by and getting something you know about a year in we started i hammered this little wooden box to the wall that would accept dollar bills and just kind of broke the line off so that you it's brilliant walk in man i hate lines i can't stand lines and i can't this, this irony now too with you know with you look at what drip coffee was which was theoretically faster than a latte or a cappuccino and now many places it's not <laughs> it's, it's longer and so taking that sort of hey sometimes you yeah. just want some coffee and just being able to pay one two three dollars simple yeah. boom in out it's brilliant i think you know i really am you know i'm four years into doing this and i'm still i try every day not to to walk in and pretend like I'm the customer today, you know, and to really have the kind of space that I want to have, you know, the kind of um, experience that is just easy, man. You know, like on the scale of like I go to Walgreens around the corner and you have to press a button. (laughs) If I want to go in and buy some toothpaste at Walgreens. If I want to buy one newspaper at Walgreens, even if I pay cash, I'm going to be pressing some buttons at the cash register and then trying to find a little pen and then signing it. And it's just, are you kidding me? You know, it's like 2016 and we're still doing this. Still pushing buttons, man. The stupidest thing. And so, you know, yeah, man, you know, I built a system with 
our little coffee shop where you can be walking down the street and pretty much not break your stride. Low latency coffee. Come in, get a little cup of coffee, push the dispenser, get your coffee, add some cream to it, throw a dollar bill into the wooden box, say, yo, what's up? And just keep walking. And that is the way it should be. Yeah. And people want to hang around. They can. But if they That's can't, right. then... That's right. You know, it's it's half the time... We don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah. You know? In the morning, especially. That's a beautiful thing. That's why, that's why I have fundamental respect for people like you who are getting up and early and then, you know, <laughs> helping people in the morning is like, man, you, you ain't, ain't deal nobody, with potentially ain't, grumpy people. Ain't morning. nobody their self at 7.55. Nope. 6.55. <laughs> But well, never mind. And, never mind. But, parents but that's, and sleep. But right? that's that's back to one of those neglected areas, man. And and little by little, you know, it's it. I want to make the kind of space that that is easy and um, it's just right, you know. And no, I think you just hit it there. You you want to make the kind of place that's right, and that's that's a big deal, and that's not easy to do. And that balance i always wonder could that work like you know if you if you have a big space like 500 square feet or 2000 square feet you know would this concept work i don't know man it's it's tough i mean it's weird because you have this it's 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 an intimate place you know it's a very intimate place you can't not be aware of somebody coming in which but it's okay if they say hey Get some coffee. It, it, it is kind of like a, a diorama of, like, yeah. you know, barista, yeah. San Francisco, 2015. Oh. You're like one barista in your face. One man. woman standing in like a little glass enclosure. <laughs> it's one, like one of those. It's, it's almost like performance art. It's, it, it's one of those. Well, there's a huge component to yeah. performance art and and this job because you know yeah. it, it's. Um, I do feel like I, I'm kind of like a marionette sometimes. Like when, I mean, before I got here, you know, I rolled here at. 1201 you know my day began at five my day began at 530 and you know i've it's like i used to kind of get freaked out when i would see i mean i'll say hi to 200 people you know and to get all that energy and i don't to receive it, it, it I, it's amazing you do that well i went from being alone with my computer for 10 years before i became the coffee shop and it's i went from no human contact to like overload the sensory most. overload but it's funny how like people's requests like they make your body move and dance and right. sometimes i'll feel like man i just like made like 18 you know lattes in a row and it's like there's a lot of like rhythm there's a lot of, like there's like it's a dance 28 little steps in there each one of those things and you're just like what just transpired <laughs> <laughs> you're transcending coffee man it's the funnest. I was we were just chatting there on the break, man. It, and here I am on four years. I, I get up in the morning and I'm like, I get to go freaking make coffee, man. It's so it's the, the people that live in Bernal Heights, the people that live in Outer Mission. It's like this area. It's so cool. It's so fun. It's so amazing to um, see. It's like it's like kind of like that. It's kind of like Groundhog Day, and yeah. like my days lately are. <laughs> I was telling a friend like I I literally I'll, if you if I if someone says someone's name like okay there's a John, and then I'll I won't 
see you. I'll more like see changes. Like mm-hmm. if, if your mustache is coming and going and you went away <laughs> and you didn't shave or if like your hair is getting longer and longer and longer. Like I see people at the same you know, I got this one guy, Derek, that is just always 722, you know. Mm-hmm. I got this kid, Reggie, that is always like 655, and it's like, like clockwork, you know. And so I see the changes in people. It's almost like a GIF, a GIF in real life. It's super surreal, man, but it's like, it really is true. It makes you realize how deep that Groundhog movie is actually. It's, it's, it's <laughs> actually fascinating, is. You know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Bill Murray, philosopher of our times. Okay, so how did you uh, come across Amos in the mural? Man, that guy just—he started coming in, and I—is I, he? Is he Bernalian? Yeah, he—he he lives on Presita, right behind us, and I knew there was something great about him. I didn't know who he was or what he was, and he always. Oh, so he was coming in, and you didn't know. What I, he, did. he was a customer, yeah. And, wow. And I didn't. Uh, uh, he kept. Oh, he always wore that shirt. Sh- his shirts, and yeah. I was like, I thought he was a fan. But then one time, I was biking around and I saw him selling those shirts, and I'm on, like, I'm on like, Valencia or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, whoa, that's that guy. And and I, I at first I when I first saw his art, I thought it was Paul Madonna. I thought it was the all over coffee guy. There's there's uh, a, there's a, okay. a really great illustrator, San Francisco dude i think from like 10 years ago that was in a lot of major medias and smaller medias doing this amazing detailed line art of of architectural pieces of our city and i love i just love 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 that kind of stuff and lo and behold here's amos and so i just one day i was like dude paint this wall let's let's do something big up here because it needs something and he just said yeah and um we built a floor on top of my uh freezers (laughs) i was afraid it wasn't gonna hold him up (laughs) double (laughs) double secured that one he survived but yeah he did that in five days he 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 painted he climbed up on the hospital and took a picture of the of bernal hill and he's this is like his 50th or 40th wow. mural? No way. Piece. No, he's done two big murals, but this is like his 40th or 50th actual view. view. He, he's done view. different views of our city, mm-hmm. and I just love, I, I love, I love his whole his whole take on things. And he's such a, a sweet guy, such a cool guy. And um, yeah, he, it's, he really—it's it's the kind of person you want to be living in San Francisco. Totally, dude. That's, that's what I was talking about earlier. It's like, you know, it, I see less and less. It's sad, but it'll come back around. But right now, man, it's like, it's like that kind of energy, that kind of artistic focus. It's—we're so lagging, you know. We, we've lost that so much because of too much of it has evaporated. Yeah, it's still know, there. It's the still there, but and there are people who. Oof. Through largely, I think, timing and being in the right place at the right time can, through rent control or just knowing the right people or buying at the right time, whatever it was, you know, can can hang in there. But it's certainly not good for the influx, the pipeline. Yeah. The pipelines evaporated, I think, by and large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem to be, is it Oakland? Is it somewhere else in the Bay Area? I don't know. Well, I feel, I feel like I, you know, I, I hope was, it comes back. I hope it normalizes. It has I, to. I was like, I was 19 years old in Austin, Texas, when my hippie mom gave me um, 
the Be Here Now, that blue book with the with the chair on the cover, Ram Dass's book, oh, okay. Be Here Now. And I read that, and I was like, man, you know, I knew I had to make it to California someday. You know, mm-hmm. it was like this is like the well, the people who choose to live here—that's fascinating. You know, I'm not from here; moved here. Yeah. And, and Where I, are you from? Canada. Mm. And distinctly, we're driving through. And I was driving up the coast when I was uh, nine. And we're coming back down. We're living in uh, Arizona at the time, actually. So I uh, drove to Air, uh, Canada, Arizona, and then came across the Golden Gate Bridge in the fog. And you know how the, you drive through the foggy part, and the fog yeah. kind of lifts, and you see the bit of the bridge, and it's like, whoa, wow, okay. I like this place. Yeah. Distinctly, distinctly remember that. And then a couple other times, I was coming here for work. You know, in the 90s, I'm like, yeah, I could live here. And then figured it out. You know, but uh, certainly no artist, but, uh, you know, some places draw you in. Versus the place you happen to be from, which is fine. Everyone's from somewhere, and that's good, and there's a base there. You know, but it's, to me, it is particularly strange to think of somebody living one place their entire lives. That's a hard concept for me to wrap my head around. (laughs) Then again, I mean, I have no plans on moving. (laughs) So... Kind of like, okay, figured it out from here. But, you know what's going to be interesting, though, is our kids. You know what they do. Because I think there's some pla- there's some places that are pretty cool to live, but you don't really appreciate it until yeah. you live somewhere else. Yeah. yeah my, my mom took me from like a 800-person small town to a 10,000-person small town, medium-sized place to, to Austin. And then, you know... I bolted in Austin and came out here. I went to New York for a while, but I just didn't. New York is too much. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's interesting to visit and nice to leave. Yeah, man. You know, hustle's good, but you can bustle on that hustle. That's a whole different matter. Not hustling, busting. No, not busting that hustle. <laughs> so you got any other? Uh, other songs? Do you of want course. to throw in here? Of course. On your your maybe iTunes will cooperate machine? Yeah. Let's see what we can dig up down there. Nothing against Drain, don't get me wrong. Drain has its place. <laughs> Off speed and in there. So you're gonna surprise us or are you gonna or is this the maybe iTunes will play the song game? That's a good game we could play on the radio. Will iTunes work? <laughs> maybe it will. Maybe it'll play something completely different. So It's been years since I had like a favorite new band, mm-hmm. and along came um, this band called The Horrors out of the UK, mm. and all of a sudden it was like I had this experience of like I heard one of their songs, and in the back of my mind it was like, wait a minute, that's like that was like a chorus that you wrote, and they stole it. In the back of my mind, I was like, wow, what? <laughs> and it was true. It's like every, I've bought all their albums and everything. It's like 
the moment I stopped making music, my favorite band came along. It was like they robbed my consciousness. They robbed. It's like they're my, singing for you. They, it's like the songs of my subconscious. So this is called "Jealous Son" by The Horrors.
Thank you for the talking heads there, sir. That, that track holds up. It does. The band as a whole holds up. We're just talking about that break. Is that <laughs> talking heads was modern music was unevenly distributed, and they were early on in the music that does not sound. It sounds of this era, not of that era. Oh man, yeah. You can think about it. You can dance to it. Yep. You can make coffee to it. That's well, good coffee music. So right now in the house, when music's on. Afro funk right now. Nice. <laughs> hey, how did you know? Um, so my son. How old? Like, well, how, how old's your kid? Uh, Takita, she's seven. They got a seven-year-old. And then the twins, Papusa Libre and Brutosaur. Yeah, three. three kids. Yeah, three good kids. lord, dude. Yeah, I know. What's your age range? Uh, the twins are three. Three. 
and Takeda uh, seven. So you're, yeah, seven and a half years ahead of me. Yeah. So um, four, four and a half. Yeah. Because with three old, I don't do math. Yeah, I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> um, I use my eye. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm trying to expose them to, you know, good music. And um, so we play a lot of Talking Heads and uh, David Bowie. And yeah, we were talking about... No, Life on Mars came on and, and Burrito Sore. He's like, is David Bowie? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And then David Byrne, they can identify too. So I'm like, okay. My, my daughter um, dances to James Brown. She likes yep. oh, James yeah. Brown. James Brown's good. So one um, one James Brown issue we had was with the whole I feel good thing and then the sex machine, and so we're playing. I'm like, uh oh, and so I convinced Takeda that it was uh, fax machine. Fax machine. It, it was an older song, so she had a fax machine. That totally that totally made sense to fax her. Fax machine. That's good, dude. Good, Thinking good, dad. On, dad on, on my feet, thinking on your toes. Oh, man, dude, it's, your you're toes. never not on your toes. It's never not on your toes. It just doesn't stop. No, I looked back. You know the story about the fax machine and the uh, first, <clears throat> the first time we saw the moon, a British astronomer intercepted. Oh, the Soviet. Uh, the Soviet uh, <clears throat> that was basically a telescan. Yeah, <clears throat> he goes, "Hey, bring me the fax machine down the street," and they brought the fax machine to the observatory, and he plugged in the fax machine, received the you know signal, and. The first image of the moon to Earth appeared on a fax machine. Isn't that great? And that must have pissed the Soviets off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you asked about what, what La Lingua and quality. And, you know, the truth is, man, it's like I'm not good at math. And in the early days of coffee shop, I would, <clears throat> I would use all these weights and measurements and, you know, get the scale out and weigh things. And, you know, the truth is it's... You've got to put more coffee in the coffee for it to taste like coffee, you know? And Got to put more coffee in the coffee for it to taste. It sounds... It, it makes no sense. It does make sense, though. But it made all the difference in the world. And, you know, it... Like, dilution, you know? If you don't dilute it... So you're saying homeopathic coffee is no good? Anything, if you... if If... If the intent of the person delivering the homeopathy, the homeopathic effect is in the right ballpark, and by I mean like, you know, it's like, I really do just, I do this trick where I, being in like customer service for half my life, like I'll, I'll if I see someone coming and I sense like, you know, a bad attitude or uh, uh, having a rough day or someone's really stressed out, <clears throat> I'll like invisibly like hug them with my heart right i'll just reach out and like hug them like tibetan mm-hmm. buddhist style and it works you know and and the truth is that that everything is made so much better if you have the a, 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 just a simple feeling behind it and it sounds so new agey and so silly and so crazy but you know what it's true you know mm-hmm. and then I started like trying to take this further with the people that worked around me and stuff and it's contagious man and and I, I it, it's kind of like I sometimes go like what am I doing with my life you know what is going on here why is you know w- what is this that we're doing you know? sounds like a talking head song right? 
And the truth Who put is, this coffee in my mouth. It's you know I I am so saddened by the state of things in the way that we have a good idea in America or in the world and we think because we can write it down on paper and make 97 copies of it and then distribute this information to 97 locations and do it this way that you think that you can get you know scale mm-hmm. and you know to me, I now know what scaling really means. You know, it really yeah. means like making it suck. You know, and small is better, and yeah. tiny is best. And um, you know, I really—it sounds so crazy, but it's massively like, distributed. Uh, micro distribution, man, is the is the future. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just—I—I I, I really do just like my aspirations are, are so small you know it's really it so scope. happy to me I'm so happy um, <clears throat> taking care of like an, 10 feet of Mission Street it's yeah. so it's a it's a magical thing yeah it's a magical honor to be allowed to um, to try to enliven a, enliven a space with a with just as, as 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 good as we can make it, you know. But yeah, back to dilution. It's like it has to do with, you know. It's like I really. It's 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 so simple. I mean, we're just putting more coffee in the coffee. So I want more coffee in the coffee. There's more <laughs> butter in the coffee. That's the sherpa, right? That was like. Tell a, me, I, tell we, me about that. That's yeah, fascinating. You know, I got these this cool chick named Jade. Jade and her boyfriend would always come by, like. A year ago, they moved to Oakland. We lost them because they just refused to pay three thousand dollars in rent. And but man, they he would come in. He was one of my early birds. He'd always get there like six thirty-seven, and there'd be like a big dollop of butter in his keep cup thing really? jig. And I was like, "Dude, this is gross." What? Are you? And he's like, <laughs> "Put some coffee in here." And then there would be like a dollop of white. On the other side, and it was coconut, you know, and chilled in the day. And I didn't have a blender back then, but I would just stir it up with my spoon, and, and it tasted so good. And I was like, man, this is really. And I brought back a memory because it, it's the funny truth is that I was actually in Tibet at the same time as Dave Asprey was of uh, Bulletproof Coffee. And um, I, of course, was meditating on the the warm, gentle genius of Siddhartha Gautama Buddha and Dave was like whoa dude, bring this butter coffee back to America <laughs> but no, I, I hated it at first, it was like um, you get at about 15 20,000 feet walking up hills and you know, I was kind of in the foothills of Everest and walking around reading sutras and uh, tr- walking from tea house to tea house to tea house uh, like near uh, Bokhara and walking up to Muktinath in Nepal and you get asked you get offered um, tea with with butter with yak butter and there's, yak butter there's someone with a a yak a wooden uh, lots of yaks and they're really they're, they smell like <laughs> yaks like, like the worst smelling dog you can possibly imagine <laughs> But no, they have these like wooden gourds and, and these gourds have like plungers in them and they 
plunge, smash the tea and the butter together, and it's rancid, it's disgusting at first. But then, like on day four, day five, I was craving this. Really? You know? And so this memory came back, and I was like, that was good. And I, I added, I went out and bought a blender, and it's like a year ago, and man, the Sherpa is like our most popular drink now. It's like in the wintertime, it's surpassed iced coffee. Um, the Sherpa, we do it a little differently. We do it, um, unlike Bulletproof, we do it with coconut oil, because I just love when you, when you blend, when you whip up coconut oil in a with an immersion blender it, it makes like a latte you know so it's like a it's okay. like a it's, it's like a body a, kind of it's a, a buttery coconut latte and it's a framework if you put together just good water good coffee good irish butter like you know we use good old Kerrygold unsweetened irish butter and then we do a blend of MCT medium chain triglycerides from the coconut oil, and we do um, just good organic Nutiva coconut oil, and those four things together blend them up, and it's, it's incredible. You know, it's like um, it's a workout drink. You lose your appetite. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't lose it <laughs> the bad way. aggressively. But um, you do. You, you. It gives you. It's. Uh, I liken it to. Um, it's a. It's filling a, and fulfilling. It's a brain high. You know the, the 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 MCT oil goes right to your brain, so it's. You kind of feel like you're a starship commander. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like Jean-Luc Picard. Um, engage. Engage. Make it so. Um, it's it's a body high, so the butter gives you a a, a, a boost, and so it's. A, it's a it's a nervous system tweak with the caffeine, so it's a triple whammy, and it's a, it's a perfect storm um, of Silicon Valley. It's a Silicon Valley <laughs> Silicon Valley super drink, you know. And here I am later in life. Weaponized man. coffee, man. You know, I learned how to ride another man's ad campaign. <laughs> you know, you know, our our take on the the bulletproof coffee is is we call ours the Sherpa. And it's incredibly popular. It's so it's, it amazes me how um, many people are not working out with the Sherpa drink, but instead going back and like building an app, <laughs> <laughs> going back and making a radio show, working on their blogs. Um, it's 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 a it's a get shit done drink. Yeah, it really is. So and if you drank that while I do listening it, I, to I, this, I don't do it daily. It, it's it's a special occasion drink for me. You know, I, that's why I'm kind of shocked and surprised that as with anything in life that 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 asprey's making a cafe out of this because i don't think you want to do a sherpa every day but it just seems it's a tactical drink yeah but a man has to lay down his guard sometime and just chillax you can't you can't be tactical 24 7 although i've got some people to do God bless him. You know? But no, it's it's a funny, it's a funny, wonderful. It's it's our latest. It's you know of the forty-seven things I've tried. It's yet another one that it, the the spaghetti stuck to the wall on this one. What other what other things were surprising? Successfully, you have the the iced the coffee ice. You yeah, have the sherpa. Yeah. Um, you know. Melting chocolate. The melting chocolate on top of the. You know what? Meat. What I've really learned in the past year is that 
everything that's man and woman made that contains preservatives, that contains any kinds of um, soy lecithin is used in everything to, to maintain a state, you know, maintain, if you want to have, it's like, it's everything's designed to survive the Preserve. shipping truck yeah. and to and to avoid lawsuits and to get to your neighborhood and not go bad. And the truth is that all that stuff tastes like, it's just, it's awful, you know? It's like we've forgotten what raw, natural ingredients taste like. And I've, I feel like I, it's like the holy grail. I feel like I've just discovered for the first time in my life, like, I've discovered, you know, a couple hundred thousand of the neglected smells that I have an ability to smell <laughs> that, you know, it's like, it really is true, man. I do, I make a concerted effort to, and you know, my Rich, the guy that makes, that roasts our beans with his team down in Emeryville, and he, he taught me so much in the beginning, and one of the things he taught me was, he's like, hey man, make sure and, you know, rinse out that filter. Mm. And I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever, dude. And, you know, but I methodically you know, I think, you know, I, I've i done this, you know, a quarter million times now. I've made, you know, I've, I've probably made a quarter million drinks. And I probably have missed washing a filter a couple hundred times, you know. Mm -hmm. And every time you do this, um, you're getting that new car smell out of there. And I'm no chemist, but I know that, that before my eyes, when I started really tasting things without... <clears throat> without chloramine, without, um, you know, it's like uh, chlorine has a really distinct, um, like when you, you don't realize how polluted your environment is until you start tasting things that don't contain these things, mm -hmm. you know? And so, so what with, do you do with, with your water then? Like, what do you, what do you just uh, the best filtration I uh, can do, but mainly I just buy Alhambra, you know, uh, what I really had the courage to do this time in business is, you know, rather than try to compete and have the best price and to do whatever I can to, you know, go and make people happy, but I want to charge a fair price and charge the lowest price, you know, man, this time around, I just bit the bullet and, you know, spent a little extra to to get the thing that was as natural and as pure as possible. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm paying for another company's filtration system and it works, man. It's like you taste coffee that, you know, if I drink some coffee now riding around town, I can tell when someone just used tap water, Really, you know, and if you just take a few extra steps and, you know, and that's what it is. It's like, you know, it really is true. Like you've got to take, you know, these extra steps to, to do this in a way that gets to the person's lips in a way that is as as clean and as real as it can be. And when you do that, it's like you just get, it's like the, the ceiling just goes away. And like the, the natural thing, it shines, man. It shines forth. And it's like the, the subtle all the subtleties it's it's just like in a recording studio and and you know having decent microphones and decent equipment and 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 it's the the, the analogies are endless but with flavor and with tastes it's just incredibly more complex but it's the basic same idea you know you know the quality of your container dictates the quality of your of your experience and 
just getting the junk out of the way. And so with chocolate, it was like when I started melting down um, unprocessed things mm-hmm. and tasting what it tasted like before it got into the industrial the process and pelletized and packetized and put into packaging. You're taking all the romance out of uh, chocolate chips and M&M's, man. I try, dude. I try. <laughs> I'm living the dream, man. It's like, it, we're just backwards. It's like Moby said, man, everything is wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're fixing it. So I have some sad news, Wilson. We're, we're coming to the end of our time of the show here. Jesus Christ. I know. Two hours. It's flew by. Flew by. Well, so Let's do it again. There's more. Let's to- do it again. There's more. More music, too. So um, thank you for coming by. I encourage everyone to go by coffee shop on Mission near Presida, a significantly green structure. (laughs) You should be able to find it quite easily. (laughs) Say hi to Wilson. He'll probably be there. If not, one of his compatriots will be. Um, So do you have a song to play us out on? Yeah, let's look around. Do you have about a a five-minute song that that can say many things? What's an appropriate way to take us out here? Stay on target. Uh-huh. Battling the iTunes. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, man. It's good talking to you. This is Matt Johnson, the the. When you cast your eyes upon the skylines of this once proud nation.
begun The beats in generation The beats in generation Reared on a diet Of prejudice and misinformation The beats in generation The beats in generation that had you most curious that you wanted to go see here? 